0: Did you
1: see Welcome to the Young IPA Podcast, I'm James, this is Pete G'day everyone It is episode 134, it is the 7th of November This is already falling apart, I'm knocking everything off the table But we do have a big show coming up We are going to be talking to Senator Matt Canavan, the Minister for Resources We're going to be talking to him about last week's uh, protests in Melbourne about mining We're going to be talking about nuclear energy, which I know Pete is uh, w- was very keen to talk to him about yeah. And uh, a few other things as well, including uh, what we talked in the show Last week about Parliament House having more radiation yes. than a uh, nuclear reactor. We're also going to be talking to Andrew Cooper. Now this is a really interesting story about the Foreign Influence Transp- Transparency Scheme Act. You don't know what that is? You're definitely going to. It's the new ATC. It's the. It, it should be the biggest story in Australia. So. We're going to be talking about that a bit uh, later in the opener, and mm. then we're going to be talking to it with Andrew Cooper. Um, and we've got a bunch of other stuff as well.
2: We've got another quiz. And, uh, Pete, anything you're looking forward to? Well, obviously, this is our first time we've interviewed a minister, so, you know, your boys are moving up in the world, listeners. Yes. One, one disappointment I would say, though, James, is that I thought Next you were Next stop gonna- ScoMo. Uh, yeah, well, exactly. Yep. That's the obvious. But I thought you were going to do a Next 7 up, le- Trump. That is the obvious one yeah. as
1: well. Uh, Write that down in show notes. Get I'll, Trump.
2: I'll try for the third time. I thought <laughs> you were going to do a gag about the date being September 11. Happy Sleepy uh, No, me. no,
1: it's 7 uh, 11, not 9 11, Pete. Uh, what did I say? You said, you said September 11. Well, uh, the first two Of course, times I wouldn't joke about that. Uh, anyway, uh, let us talk. Uh, very big week for the IPA last yeah. week at the release of our Race Has No Place video. Pete, talk to us
2: about it. Well, as James just said, we released our Race Has No Place video last week. Uh, last
3: week. It is creating a separate entity. We're not a separate entity. We should be considered Australian citizens and part of the fabric of this nation. Uh,
2: now, if people want to see the rest of that, it goes for three or four minutes. It's at www.ipa.org.au. Of course, that little bit featured Jacinta Price, but there's also Dr Anthony uh, Anthony Dillon, Senator James McGrath, and Lorraine Finlay talking about how a separate advisory body for Indigenous people is not a good idea. Yep. Now, this raised uh, a number of uh, things in the press. Minister for Indigenous Australians. Ken Wyatt uh, said that we still hold an antiquated position on the terminology of race for Indigenous Australians, and I just find that extremely disappointing when it comes to our own. So I feel like he's saying it's fine to divide people politically by race, just don't say the word race. Uh, And then he also says bigotry has no place in Australia. So for us saying that race shouldn't be a factor in politics, we've been labelled gets really, via yeah, yeah. Uh, some, someone who is nominally a fellow traveller. Yes. Uh, well, like most of the reaction
1: to our video is pretty positive. Mm, but that's uh, right. Yeah, we that's do true. want to talk about the Ken Wyatt thing. I thought, because he gave an interview with Guardian Australia, and Ken Wyatt, he also said another line, if the IPA has gone on the issue of race, then I am disappointed with them, as if like uh, we shouldn't be talking about race at all. That's what uh, we think. It strikes me <laughs> as uh, in a debate about Indigenous recognition in the Constitution and a voice to Parliament for Indigenous people, yeah. like the topic of race is going to come up. Yeah. Is my thought. Yeah. Like, I don't see why, like, it's not us bringing it up. It's like the mere concept is built mm. on the idea of race and, like, it is going to divide people on race lines.
2: And surely the fact that we're saying it should be less of an issue yes. means that actually we're the least bigotry, bigoted people in the discussion.
1: Yeah. Uh, and I you would think, also think, but uh, on modern terms, if you even see. No, wait, isn't it now if you. Uh, I, I'm, if you say I'm colourblind, I don't see race That in mm. itself is a microaggression So that's yeah, where we're at right at the moment, Pete
2: Yeah, yeah you know, you're right uh, And also Marsha Langdon, who is assisting uh, the Minister In putting together the mechanism, the voice uh, Compared us to white supremacists, which was nice My question to both of them, I would say, is If it's bigoted to talk about this If our video is bigoted Then what do you say about the Indigenous people in that video? Yeah. Do they not count? Because they don't have the same view as you well, that's a question. For Do they, for, don't they, it. James?
1: Uh, I Look, uh, uh, the other part of the Guardian article I wanted to point out was like, they said uh, they talk about a video and they just say it's an article by Catherine Murphy, so you sort of see where this is going. But anyway, uh, the video includes a cameo from Liberal Senator James McGrath. Full stop. Moving on. I can think of a few other people that were in that. But, uh, yeah. you know, Classic Guardian to just point out, oh, there was a white guy in it. And yeah. uh, that's the one we're going to focus yeah, on for exactly. now. Uh, but but uh, the point is, it is a really great video. It's all over our social media channels. Uh, go to, as Pete said, racehasnoplace.org.au. Watch it. Uh, we're really proud of it. And it's great to have so many really great thinkers on uh, on this issue mm. uh, in an IPA video. That's right, James. It's good to finish with a positive. Yes. Uh, now, unfortunately, we're going to have to turn quite negative because this is... All right, so the Foreign Influence Transparency Scheme. No one knows what that is who are listening to it right now. Mm. Maybe a few of them because it is starting to become a pretty big story. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, like we didn't know what it was until like last week. Uh, you're about to hear about it a lot, as I said earlier in the show. This is going to be big. Uh, so here's what it is. Uh, officials need... To, like, this scheme let's officials in the Attorney General's department uh are given broad powers to issue notices requiring a person to produce information where officials reasonably suspect that a person might be liable to uh register under the scheme. So what it does is basically if someone's coming from overseas into Australia to speak or to uh you know be in an event or something and the Attorney General's department thinks, hang on, maybe they're trying to do something a bit sussier, maybe they're trying to uh you know, uh basically it's like it was bought in to stop people from the Chinese Communist Party coming to Australia and uh, you know, mm. undermining Australian democracy. But in a shocking twist of fate, it turns out that handing over warrantless power to Australia's bureaucracy is not that good for freedom. Can't believe because it. Because here's the story as, uh, from last week. So Andrew Cooper, uh, the founder of Liberty Works and president of Liberty Works, is one of the big people involved with building, uh, what is it? uh the CPAC conservative political action Mm. conference in Sydney we talked to him later about that on the show maybe some of you were there that was like the Raheem Kassan whether or not he'd get a visa there was a bunch of people from the US there was a bunch of people from Australia anyway the attorney someone from the attorney general's department got in touch with Andrew Cooper to say you need to hand over uh transcripts you need to hand over emails you need to tell us what someone from the uh like from America from America was doing in Australia just to bully him and if Andrew Cooper didn't comply with the notice within 14 days he was going to face criminal penalties with a maximum penalty of six months in jail now Cooper we went, we were interviewing him last week yeah. and we didn't think this was going to come up and then it comes up but and you scoop. can hear us hear it for the first time and just go like this is the worst thing ever yeah. like Tony Abbott is being investigated under this like in the attorney in the eyes of the people working on this in the attorney general's department, Tony Abbott is a, per- like, uh, w- Tony Abbott is, uh, a f- agent of foreign influence. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not- like, we elected him. Yeah. Like how terrifying is that? If that's true, like yeah. this is a Manchurian candidate. Yeah. Uh, this is
2: terrifying Yeah, exactly right And this is why you shouldn't give bureaucracies too much power Sometimes people on the right, for want of a better term Say that we should get, you know, the government to do things that we like And force other people to do things that we like But the government is always left-wing Just because we've won the election Doesn't mean the government's not left-wing You left mean the wing. bureaucracy Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, well, The government is always left-wing Because the bureaucracy is always left-wing Right So anything you introduce is just going to be abused by people on the left Which is one of the arguments for why we yeah. should make government smaller
1: Or just anything ever Like... Any law that you go I like this law it's on my side mm. like if you can imagine yeah. your political enemies also having this law and you go I don't want that anymore yep. it's a bad law exactly yeah. that's
2: why That's why this stuff about the, the protest laws that Scott Morrison always talks about are a bad idea because they yeah. will be used by the other side when they're in power but also by the other side when they're not in power exactly so uh, you know it, it's a problem I would say we're the scoop James we did this got uh, scooped by the Australian over the weekend yes because we were like we'll chuck the Cooper interview in this week but look that all right. Look, we'll
1: hopefully still get some media out of this. Peter and I are so. news hounds. I think yeah. has been firmly established. That's why so, people listen in for those cards uh, <laughs> For hot scoops, yep. breaking news, and serious political opinions. Yep. This is where you come. Uh, but yeah, the point is, and you can read Morgan Begg's article in The Australian. You can also read Janet Albrecht's right. written about this. Two great articles. The, like, the point is, one terrifying the idea that Andrew Cooper and Tony Abbott can be investigated like this and have this but you know Andrew Cooper and Tony Abbott have giant media profiles that they can turn to and kick up a storm and get on front page of the uh, front page of the Australian over the weekend and you know get in sky news about it how many people are just like not able to do that and they're being investigated and it stops like uh, a few years ago when the IRS in America were targeting conservative groups for like increased auditing and suddenly like oh all of their things are going to go to a stop because we need to spend hundreds of office hours going through these audit documents like that's happening in Australia now exactly like all these people who are trying to plan events are now like well got to tell the government that uh, you know this one speaker wants Mount Franklin water and not (laughs) Fuji water (laughs) in their hotel room
2: we get that all the time James actually insists on that but Uh, uh, it's better yeah no, exactly right. Not everyone has access to being on the Young IPA podcast to talk yep. about that stuff. All right, so they were the two big stories in the week. As I said, we're going to be
1: talking about Angel Group. You can hear us here about this live on air. But we should uh, move the show on to the heroes and villains, heroes and villains segment. Uh, Saul is away today, so this the pig sound will be played at a uh, agreed upon and timely and well intentioned yeah. time, which is now. <laughs> Sorry, that is a uh, Grunt the Pig, Snort of Freedom, the pig that was banned from walking because he was a pig uh, in council. Because we need to talk to this like pig. A, an actual pig, not a
2: metaphorical yeah. pig. The, and
1: the pig gets to choose who's the best hero of the year. I yeah. don't know how we do this, but the pig is the ultimate We're answer. We're going to go to Wangaratta. I, I will meet that pig, Peter. <laughs>
2: We're going to make it happen. We've got people on it.
1: We, <laughs> <laughs> I think. Once we get over those... Alright, so uh, this is where we just praise people that have stood up for freedom and against tyranny this week. And Pete, uh, you got one for us.
2: Well, I've got one for you, James. You might have heard of him. Uh, US President Barack Obama no. uh, had this to say. You know, this,
3: this
1: idea of purity and you're never compromised and you're always politically woke and all that stuff. Hey. You should get over that quickly. So
2: he said that, and he also went on to say, I do get a sense sometimes now among certain young people, and this is accelerated by social media, that the way of me making change is to be as judgmental as possible. Like if I tweet or hashtag about how you didn't do something right or use the wrong verb, then I can sit back and feel pretty good about myself. Uh, so, look. Obama's cancelled. Obama's cancelled. Obama was cancelled. Yeah, there were there were literally calls to cancel uh, the America America's first black president because yep. he wasn't woke enough. But uh, look, I almost James must admit, and to the listeners out there, I almost made this bloke my villain because that would have been a trip if you were both hero and villain at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, but, you know, I could, could have done that actually would have half my work, but anyway, no, that's uh, don't be lazy, Peter. I thought that, that
1: that's your first.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he had five years to say something about this, right? Yeah. And he's a very influential figure. Obviously he could have come out and said something about this uh, and stopped. Oh, to
1: the, be fair, like cancel culture and workness has really peaked in the last year or so. It's been coming. Yeah, it's been coming, but like, you know, yeah. He said it at its well, apex I I sort of We're well, cancelling people That held up a sign To help uh, people in Iowa Like that guy got cancelled Yeah uh, The ESPN game day Wanting a beer And he oh, raised yeah, thousands yeah. of dollars And then got cancelled
2: Yeah, no, yeah Look, look I, t- I take your point And I sort of thought You know, I'll be the bigger man Peter yeah. than, than Obama <laughs> Yeah <laughs> And give him a hero So for Obama For saying For speaking common sense And coming out and saying that, you're my hero for this week.
1: I can't wait till there is actually like a big moment to cancel Obama because people might remember he did also say uh, gay people didn't deserve to be married when he definitely could have. Yeah. Uh, so yeah We'll uh, wait for that uh, My Hero of the Week uh, You know a Passion Project If you will But it is Dave Chappelle oh, uh, one <laughs> Project I'm <laughs> just, triggered Like any chance I'm going to have To praise Dave Chappelle I'm going to do it Anyway you guys Would all know How he was like copying it From uh, everywhere For the last sta- uh, Sticks and Stones Stand up special The Like Rotten Tomatoes Pilloried it And they opened it up To audience And it got like 96% Anyway Dave Chappelle Decided he needed To address these Head on Political correctness Has its face this place, excuse me. We all wanna live in a polite society, we just have to kinda work on the levels and come to an agreement of what that actually looks like. I personally am not afraid of other people's freedom of expression. I don't use it as a weapon, it just makes me feel better and I'm sorry if I hurt anybody, et cetera, et cetera, yada yada yada. everything I'm supposed to say. Had me in the first half, not gonna lie, uh, but awesome. All right, let's move on to villains. Uh, Unless you had any takes from this? I just wanted to say the one thing about that
2: was, I love the fart noise he made.
1: That made it for Okay. Awesome. <laughs> Just in case anyone didn't catch the fart noise, go back and listen to the fart noise. All right. Uh, let's throw it over to villains this week. So uh, this is the Walter Peck uh, Villainy Award for people that have uh, you know done the opposite.
2: Anyway, Peter. Uh, yeah. So Japanese government, James. Yep. Very small uh, villain for this week. After a tsunami hit the Fukushima nuclear reactor in 2011, the government in Japan closed down the nation's nuclear energy because of anxiety amongst the people. Yep. Uh, electricity prices went up as much as thirty eight percent. A new study this week from uh, research increase in
1: thirty eight percent. Remember those days, Peter? When that's all it was? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly I'd right. I'd kill for thirty eight percent increase.
2: <laughs> well, don't do that because, as it turns out, econ- uh, economists at the universities of Columbia and Nagoya, over the three years to twenty fourteen, uh, found that uh, after the tsunami, the higher electricity prices cost caused four thousand five hundred. Deaths as Japanese households reduce their electricity consumption by up to eighty, uh, by up to eight uh, percent. As of yet, no deaths have yet to be attributable to radiation from Fukushima. Though projections estimate cumulatively 130 deaths since, according to the report. So. The Japanese government is my villain for this week, and the precaution principle. Yeah, <laughs> and as they as they explain it, they just the
1: concept it, of precaution, not the concept.
2: The principle of if you precaution. even momentarily stop yourself before making a decision, you are Pete's villain of the week. As the authors say, <laughs> a major concern with this principle is that by focusing solely on the risk from action, it fails to consider the risk from the alternative. And you can apply this to a range of things yep. in public policy. Of course, uh, climate change is one. Now, rate.
1: I just one more time for the people at the back.
2: Yep. Uh,
1: the Fukushima nuclear power plant suffered both an earthquake and then shortly after that a tsunami tsunami there was zero deaths Hmm. from the nuclear fallout of those two things happening at the same time yeah there is no good reason from a safety perspective you'd be like i just don't want a nuclear reactor in australia it's too scary yeah like that's the worst thing you can imagine happening to a nuclear. Well, not the worst thing, but that's a pretty bad thing you can have imagine happen. That's a twofer. Yeah, An earthquake yeah. and a tsunami is a twofer. Yeah. in my books, and that's never going to happen in the middle of South Australia,
2: anyway. And when we rabbit on about electricity prices, they do matter for this reason. Yes.
1: Uh, All right, so my villain of the week, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. And I don't expect Leo to care what I have to say because I'm 25 years old, so I'm already usually a bit too old for his tastes. Uh, (laughs) But this week, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio put out a very cringeworthy Instagram post of him hanging out with Greta Thunberg. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, probably the poster child of, well, many things, but also of uh, fake environmentalism poses. Uh, I mean, this is the guy that, uh, what was it? So in 2011, um, what did he do? So 2011, he celebrated New Year's Eve in the Sydney Harbour and was hanging out in club until 1am. Then him and his friends, including like Johnny Hill and Jamie Fox, just to give you an idea of how rich this is, uh, him and his friends then got in a chartered jet and flew 13 hours to Las Vegas, arriving in time for midnight so he could do it again. Like wow. that's your environmental saviour. I'm actually impressed by that. <laughs> <laughs> I actually th- like, gains a bit of respect for it now. New Year's Eve is the most overrated night. I wouldn't want to celebrate it twice. City yeah, to Las Vegas <laughs> in a private jet. It'd be pretty fun. It'd be fun. It's an overrated <laughs> holiday. Anyway. Give we- me in it for back to back Halloweens. Now that that's a journey. I'm not- or celebrate my birthday in two different time zones anyway uh, that is it for Heroes and Villains unless you have that one alright so now we'll go to our interviews with Matt Canavan and we'll get Andrew Cooper and we'll learn all about the terrible things that the Attorney General Bum's doing to him and uh, then another round of the quiz yeah Okay, we're now welcome on to the show. Senator send Matt Canavan, Minister for Resources and Northern Australia. Welcome to the show. G'day, guys. How yep. you going? is our,
2: uh, our first minister, I think, James. Uh, really? I think
4: yeah. so. We've oh, had right. a few right, parliamentarians. To, but yeah,
1: okay. So right. no right. swearing. I mean, <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah. No, it's a family-friendly show, right? That's right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. So
1: okay. everyone <laughs> on their best behaviour. All right. But uh, pe- people that aren't, haven't been on their yeah. best behaviour this week have yeah. been people outside uh, the Min- International Mining Resources Conference here in Melbourne. Now, you're coming fresh from that conference, yep. so do we need to uh, dry you down for me? spits. Uh, I look
4: I, I was very fortunate to have the uh, uh, very efficient uh, and diligent services of the Australian federal Police uh, mm. so so avoided all that but oh look you know good luck to them they can oh, happy always welcome people protesting expressing their views but you know obviously you've seen that the, the from the news at least many arrests uh, probably yeah, you slapped. can't yeah you can't you know you, 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 just because you have got free speech it doesn't mean you can run around and break the law and 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 now with some of the protests we've seen prevent other people from going about their days yeah. people getting to hospital it's uh, this is a massive dummy spit right these people <laughs> are upset because uh, you know they want a different result of the election yeah uh, i respect their views and opinions but i also respect democracy and the people's vote
1: yeah, the best dummy spit for me are the people that have started gluing their hands to the ground like that's people that really haven't thought that through no, and there's and so and many things they need to do they haven't actually moving.
4: one thing they really <laughs> haven't thought through and, and i've looked at this in detail now is that uh, modern superglues are made from petroleum products? Oh, so, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I did not so like that. it's it's just it's, it's 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 great. Like the the one of the very first I came up with this when, the, one of the very first people who did this, these glue backs as Tim Blair calls them, they glued themselves to uh, Queen Street in uh, in Brisbane. And, you know, in Brisbane's hot day, uh, so I presume lying on a bitumen road for a few hours, not very comfortable, I haven't done it before. but So they'd brought along, they thoughtfully, these two people, had brought along some of those mats, you know, those rubber-like mats you get from Bunnings and you Mm -hmm. clip together and stuff. They'd brought those along to lie on. Oh, really? As soon as I saw it, I thought, I wonder what they're made of. And I Googled (laughs) it and that. And uh, they're EVA foam. And so they're ethylene ethylene acetate vinyl. It's going to kill us Vinyl for sure. acetate, yeah. and it's made from petroleum, made yeah. from so they're lying on fossil fuels, campaigning that all these fossil fuels should stop. Uh, it, it is beyond parody. These guys, yeah,
2: but it does look good on Twitter.
1: So yeah. need to that's that.
4: all you need. But
2: let's let's start with those guys, right? So these these are young people. They're in the city. Uh, they to you to them, you are just like absolute poison. You know, mm. you're a national. You're from Queensland. <laughs> you love coal. Yeah. How yeah. do you go about convincing those people that fossil fuels are a good thing? And that they help
4: people. Uh, Look, I'm not. I'm not naive. I I, I don't think I'm I'm necessarily going to convince everybody of my point of view, and I'm not asking everybody to. I mean, uh, people are welcome to have a different point of opinion. Uh, uh, But but, yeah, as long as there's sort of mutual respect, you know, I, I. don't think we're necessarily going through all that a different period than we've done, you know, in, in recent generations. I remember when I was, I was sort of formative years at university, it was the Seattle protest. I mean, you guys would be too young for that. but well, was Look, these kind protests. words, but There's I do remember the Seattle. Do you remember, do, do you remember <laughs> it? Oh, right. Okay, well, I thought I was old. But WTO, you know, it was, yeah. it was just like this. They had to move trade conferences to Cancun and all these other exotic locations after Seattle because it was just a mess. And that sort of all died down, particularly after September eleven. Obviously, the world changed, and you know priorities shifted. So, we're going through a similar phase where, where people, are, you know, they've got a certain cause. I was young once, so I thought my, I thought I was a commie my first year at uni, and uh, you know, uh, as as the old saying goes, you, by the time you're thirty, you grow a brain. So <laughs> things change. But but look, uh, as I say, I, I'm not. There is there is a task to convince young people and the benefits of uh, resource development and developing our nation. I do think it's a serious uh, task. Uh, uh, some you won't convince. But I suppose there's lots of different things you should say to young people about why we need coal, why we need resources. The fundamental one is the difference coal and resources makes to people's lives. Not here in Australia, because we're very lucky, you know, things are good here, but in the world. And so that's what I spoke about today at the conference that in the last 30 years in, in our generation, like, well, how old are you guys? So you're I'm a, 34, oh, years yes, I'm are. 25. Okay, So yeah, at least in we've got one here that it was alive. <laughs> I feel when? so young in this, <laughs> you you are, this could man, go on yeah. forever. So when, you, when, when, um, when some of us were alive here 30 years ago uh, in, in the Asia-Pacific region, in our region, we're in that region, uh, two thirds of people in the mid 1980s lived on less than a dollar 90 US a day, like a dollar 90 a day, two thirds, it's you know, so one, two in every three people. Uh, today, that figure is 2.3%, right? So it's, it's basically been removed, extreme poverty in our generation, amazing thing. Over that same time scale, uh, the use of fossil fuels in the Asia-Pacific region has gone up 10 times, uh, uh, and, and there's no, no one's invented a way of getting to an industrial stage of development, getting through industrialisation without the, the significant increase in the use of fossil fuels. And it also, in my view, is a prerequisite to get action on climate change. You know, countries are not going to reduce their carbon emissions if they're not wealthy, if, if they can't take a care of the other basic necessities of life.
1: Yeah, because like, I know that there are definitely some people that are never going to come over to this side. But when you want to talk about uh, you know, things that apply to people on the left and people on the right, which is improving the lives of poor people around mm-hmm. the world and improving the environment, when you look at coal, what coal does to poor people around the world, it's amazing. And when you look at nations that do go through that industrial side actually come out better for the environment for it. Like, uh, these That's are right. are the things you, that we you, need to preach.
4: If you want to see a country that, that doesn't protect its local environment, you either generally go to a communist nation or a poor country, and but I repeat myself, right? Like, I mean, they basically, if, you, if you're if you wealthy, countries look after their environment, they look after their backyard, and, and I think we do a good job. It's not perfect, but we do a good job. The other thing, it does help poorer people and more unfortunate people here in this country too. I was only catching up yesterday with um, some of the guys from the Wangan and Jagalingu peoples, and they're the people who, who have the uh, traditional owner rights at the Adani Carmichael mine site. And... They met in Mariborough a few years ago. Now I think it was only four years ago. Now they met to have a vote, a big vote on on whether to support the Adani mine or not, and they voted two ninety four to one mm. in favour. Yeah. Right, two ninety four to one uh, in favour. And you've got a whole lot of people, on the Labor Party, the Greens, the ABC, who will start speeches recognising traditional owners, the land on which we meet. You know, you probably heard that phrase. Uh, it's very easy to say but it's a lot harder to respect. And so the ABC always rolls out one guy, he wasn't actually at the meeting, he wasn't the one vote against it, but the one guy, Adrian Baragaba, they roll out to be a spokesperson for the W and J people. And I have never yet seen, someone might be able to put, point out to me, but I've never yet seen the ABC refer to the fact that the W and J people met and voted 294-1 to in yeah, favor of yeah. Adani. Maybe we should respect their views. Like mm. I've got no problem with people in Melbourne having a view than the Adani mine, but surely, uh, we should give a fair amount of weight uh, to the traditional owners and what they want. They want jobs. That's what I was talking about these people about yesterday. Uh, they're working with Adani. Got 10 of their people already on site working with Adani. They're looking for training opportunities to to take advantage of this massive uh, investment in their country. Yeah, but they have the incorrect view. Like, they'll respect it if
1: it's the correct view, but if it's the incorrect view, there's no point.
4: Well, it's a new form of colonialism, right? It's like the white man's burden. Like, you know, we've all got to take on for these poor people what they want. You know, we know what's best for them, apparently. (laughs) You know, I think we should let them decide. And uh, all this talk about a voice at the moment, I, I mean, yeah, uh, you know, I, I, I respect that. The, the uh, I've got a lot of time for Noel Pearson. Catch up with me regularly, um, but uh, before we get to that, surely we can just respect the uh, the native title process uh, and uh, the laws we've got. And they give um, they give rights, they give property rights to Aboriginal people, and those rights should be respected. In this case, the Duny, the, the W and J people clearly wanted Danny to go ahead, so we should go, get on with
2: it. Right. So you, you mentioned before, uh, countries can't uh, reduce their emissions until they deal uh, with, uh, until they become better off. Do you have a view on nuclear power? Obviously, nuclear yep. power with no emissions and another source of electricity.
4: Well, look, I, I, am certainly, uh, you know, open to the discussion. Uh, it's, um, I'll, I'll deal with it in general, and come back to Australia. Uh, I. I it is, it is at the upper end of the cost curve, right? Like it's not a cheap form of power right now, certainly not in developed countries, but even in developing countries, it tends to be a, a higher cost uh, form of power. Uh, um, uh, in the UK, they're building one at the moment and they've had to guarantee a price of about 90 pounds a megawatt hour, which is roughly, it's over 150, I think, now dollars uh, uh, in Australian dollar terms a megawatt hour. That's, a, that's, that's more expensive than you guys pay for power and you pay a lot for power now down in Victoria. Uh, so it's, it's 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 not a not a not a I think a a, a panacea or, or, or a solution for all ills because you still need affordable power for people to grow and develop for these developing countries they're not going to be able to afford to run their whole economies on nuclear because it's just not competitive and cheap enough to do and then that takes you to Australia well the problem we got here is you know because of decisions that have been made in the last decade. Uh, we've destroyed our competitiveness in electricity prices and we don't have a lot of flexibility here to add a you know, $150 megawatt-hour option into our grid. Uh, so I think right now it's not the immediate solution. I think we should continue work on it. Uh, it will require broad political support, of course. I'm actually trying to, to get, a, a, as a resources minister, a location for our radioactive waste from Lucas Heights. So we store pretty much all the waste from that, that facility at Lucas Heights, 30 kilometres from Sydney, inner-city Sydney. It's no no problem, perfectly safe. But we're running out of room and we've been trying to find a site for 40 years. And uh, I asked someone in my department the other day, you know, when did we start doing this? And they said, oh, we think someone in the department is still around when that started. It was during (laughs) the Fraser administration.
2: Yeah, long term.
4: (laughs) Yeah, so none of – all of us might not have been alive back then. So it's taken a long time to get here. We're very close. We've got a vote going on at the moment in South Australia on it and uh, touch wood, so –
1: uh, but surely, like with the amount of natural resources that we are sitting on for nuclear, like maybe if it's not uh, the most price effective now, it certainly should be invested in going forward.
4: Well, like I th- I'm not saying it shouldn't be on the table. It, it um, you know, we've we've ruled out changing the law this term of, of Parliament. We've got an inquiry on it at the moment, uh, uh, House of Representatives of inquiry, but looking into it. Um, as I say, I, I think you know, long term building long term support for this requires you know, more than we have in place right now, given how long it would take to build a power plant, the, the politics around managing the waste. Uh, so, so we've just got a few, few steps to make. And, and uh, in terms of it, lowering emissions absolutely can do that. Uh, uh, but we, we've made good progress on reducing emissions. I think the priority right now is getting uh, affordable power to people and protect jobs.
1: Uh, the other thing I want to mention about nuclear power is the last week on the show, Pete and I discovered that the Parliament House emits more radiation than a nuclear mm. power plant. So I was just wondering, is that something that's concerning to you? Walking into, I'm sure the
4: House of Reps Inquiry looked very closely at it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's that's right. I mean, I, I, yeah, you know, same with if you're if you're a uh, air hostess, you, you get uh, much more radiation than you yeah. would working at a, at Lucas Heights, for example. Uh, I'm probably in that category because I do uh, live quite a lot on planes. Um, uh, so it's a naturally occurring uh, uh, substance. And I think Adam Crichton's article today in The Australian is, is extremely interesting. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but apparently there's a new economic paper that's just come out that apparently, oh, I can't remember the numbers, but thousands of people ha- have, 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 have seemingly died in Japan as a result of Japan shutting off its nuclear power fleet overnight in, uh, after Fukushima, because power prices went up and they've done some statistical work looking at what well, yeah. people didn't use heating and air conditioning and stuff. And and there were increased deaths, weather-related deaths. Um, you know, so that just shows the consequences of these sort of energy decisions we make and getting it wrong, what it can do. So. Uh, of course, no, you know there's not a lot of clear evidence that Fukushima has led to any exact death. There's a bit of controversy about some of it, but you know it's not in the thousands. Even the even the even the, um, the I think it's much closer to, to zero. From, well, like, you know, <laughs> I'm not, I don't, I'm not, I haven't looked closely at it myself. Yeah, but yeah, that's my enough. understanding. Yeah. Uh,
2: so you've been described as one of the masterminds behind the uh, election victory for the coalition uh, for attracting blue collar jobs, uh, blue collar votes in Queensland. Was it was... Seen a bit of a trend globally where I guess blue-collar people have been Mm, more mm. attracted to the conservative side of politics, and inner-city elites have been more attracted to the left-hand side of politics. Left-hand side of politics. Um, Is that something? Is that? Do you agree with that, or is that simplifying? I
4: can't take much credit, but or most credit goes to Bob Brown, mate. Okay. He he, uh, he, he, and there's no doubt Bob Brown had a big influence. Yeah, that
2: bus
1: trip really saved um, the coalition. Yeah, you
4: guys, you're you're both from Victoria. That's yeah. So so like Queensland. Uh, you know, we're, we're quite parochial. We, you know, to have a little chip on our shoulder, like we get talked down to. People say we, you know, play banjos and curtains fade and all that rubbish. So you did bring a banjo into so, the podcast. Yeah, oh, that's, that's so, only so many things we can bring. Maybe next um, time. So, so, um, uh, um, so when you know, when people from down south can come up and tell us what to do, there's a reaction, and that and that definitely had an impact across Queensland in my view, beyond the coal issue. I sort of call it the ABC election. It was a Darny. It was Bob Brown. It was coal. Um, and and that had different impacts all over the place. But, you know, I was just looking at some data the other day that the AEC has just released where you can map votes to statistical areas, small ABS statistical areas, and then you can, you know, look at relationships to coal mining employment or, or jobs... And it's clear, this, this was a, it was a high-vis resolute revolution in the election, so mining areas that have above-average mining employment swung to the Liberal National Party much, much greater than the Labor Party. Uh, Working-class areas did. It, it, I was looking at the federal seat of Morton the other day, I was there, there at the LNP branch meeting, and it's unbelievable that along the river, along the Brisbane River, just well-to-do areas, some young, sort of high-density housing, in that seat, the swings to the Labor Party, mild swings. And you go into places like Runcorn and, and, uh, and Sunnybank, areas where, near where I grew up. And these are, these are working class, usually Labor red dead areas. And they had swings of seven, eight, sometimes above 10% right. to, to us. And, and, and look, I, 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 that is happening across the world because the Labor Party uh, have forgotten their base. They've, they've forgotten about the people that they were meant to represent. And, and, you know, I, 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 I feel the natural party of the worker now is the Liberal National Parties. You know, we, we defend jobs, we defend industries. Um, uh, you know, we believe giving people a shot and opportunity in life. And, and I'm very passionate about that because I, I want to give particularly young people a go. All
2: right, I think we've got time for one more. Is that right, James? So I was doing a lot of research for this interview and I went on your uh, website and the last thing it said was that you, your dad was disappointed that you gave up cricket mm, when you were 16 mm. To pursue a career in politics, I imagine.
4: No, not quite, but yeah, there's a few steps in between. What but, happened there? Um, uh, look, I suppose I got to my teenage years and got interested in other things. I was a mad keen cricketer. Uh, my dad actually uh, built a, a cricket pitch out in the backyard. <laughs> like Seriously. Like <laughs> what box- a dad. Uh, he's a uh, boxed up, uh, uh, you know, full 20, 20 metre, cricket, 22 feet cricket pitch and, and then 22 yards, sorry. And then... Um, uh, uh, and then he started mixing the concrete himself in a barrow. But yeah. He got only a couple of metres in. That was, you know, it was crazy. So he got a truck in. But um, <laughs> anyway, it, it was a great pitch and rather and I spent a lot of time out there. But yeah, I just got to my teenage years and I suppose you discover other things, girls and all that. And, and I got very interested in history. Uh, so I had a very good history teacher who got me interested in, um, in politics, I suppose you'd say, in economics. As I said, I sort of became a little commie there for a bit. Sorry for my sins <laughs> And and then and then, you know, yeah, so I went different paths. But I am back loving cricket and play when I can, but but yeah, I never I never quite got anywhere near the baggy green. Yeah, so oh, okay. no cricket
1: pitches being built in Parliament House anytime soon.
4: Well um, I will say one thing I'm very disappointed about May eighteen is because I had plans. There was a parliamentary cricket world cup in London <laughs> oh, in July. Really? It was to come and so the last week. Of the World Cup And so when I found out About this in March I thought Oh this is great You know My chance to play cricket For Australia in England And uh, you know It's not very hard To get picked For the parliamentary Cricket team And, uh, you know, it's two months or so after the election, so I won't be a cabinet minister anymore. I'll have lots of free time. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, yeah, careful what you wish for. So things got a bit busy. So, yeah, I missed out on that, and uh, that might be it for my my career.
1: So you might be one of those protesters who are still protesting the outcome of the election.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, that's right. All All right, cool. Uh,
1: Matt Canavan, thank you so much for joining us on the show.
4: No worries, guys. All the best. Thank you very much. Thank you.
1: Okay, we're now joined by Andrew Cooper, founder and president of Liberty Works and president of the Liberal Democrats. Welcome to the show. Yeah,
3: thanks, James. Thanks, Pete. Thanks for having me. No No worries.
1: Uh, Sorry, Liberty Works is one of the sponsors of CPAC Australia, and you've recently said there's plenty more CPACs on the way. Uh, Have you reached out to Christina Keneally about getting her to head up marketing after last time? Like, uh, if she can just keep calling for speakers to get banned, then... We uh, haven't
3: heard from Christina, which is a shame, because she did a tremendous job. She sold uh, tickets. She sold a lot of tickets. Yeah, and to be honest, it's very surreal to think think that a senator of her uh, uh, stature, you know, self-import, uh, would spend 10 minutes of her valuable time talking about CPAC in the Senate chambers, but uh, it was appreciative. We're glad she did it.
2: Yeah. Now, we're recording this after Christina Keneally uh, responded to your right to know by saying, journalism is an essential pillar of democracy. Is this a new view she's come to, do you think?
3: Maybe uh, Maybe she had a sneaky look at uh, CPAC and changed her mind. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe she was uh, Free speech in, in, a- in yeah, action. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she just
1: sneaks in with a fake moustache and a notebook <laughs> at the back and goes, hang on, they're making some really good yeah. points. Yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, what was the highlight of CPAC this year? Because it was a big event, there was a lot of speakers, there was a lot of attendees as well. Um, was there any f- speaker that really stuck out to you?
3: Well, I think uh, the obvious one was Farage. I mean, he's a lot of fun. Um so he, uh, he opened one of the days, and and that was fantastic, right? But I expected that, right? Mm. Farage is just fun, and I, I wanted him there. You, you don't have to agree with everything a speaker says, but I want to be entertained. And uh, <laughs> and, and so he was great, and he also participated in the uh, Saturday night dinner with Mark Latham and uh, Congressman Mark Meadows. Over yeah, that is the a States. table. <laughs> <That, that, laughs> Mark Latham and uh, Nigel Farage on the same table. Well, they, they, were, they, were, uh, they were the guest speakers. Oh, right. And Peter Peter Credlin was the MC, right? So I was... A, Fairly power packed, um, yeah. A- and Peter, you needed her because she can control those blokey blokes, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, but the big surprise for me was Mark Meadows. Now he's the leader of the uh, Freedom Caucus, which is a, uh, a section of the Republican Party in uh, in the states. And uh, very charming man, very good speaker, uh, very uh, open. His body language, everything—not stiff like some of our politicians can be. <laughs> I-, I thought he was a real highlight, and we we threw him into the dinner uh, into the dinner. Um, uh, interviews because of, of everyone loved him through the day. So he was, he was probably one of the highlights for me. What was he talking about? Uh, well, one of the things he was talking about, because he knows Trump personally, was just talking about the real Donald Trump. Really? And uh, that was kind of interesting. You know, some people are fans, some aren't. And i, I probably dare to say in Australia, the majority wouldn't be. But some of the things that he was talking about were really surprising. Um, The fact that he's, you know, he's a four or five hour a night sleeper. He doesn't drink at all. He's a workaholic. He says, he says that they'll be discussing, uh, he'll discuss with Trump about a book they should read, right? Next time he talks to Trump, Trump asks him, have you read that book yet? And he starts to go, I'm I'm sorry, Mr. President, I haven't had time. Oh, Actually, yeah. <laughs> the President of the United States has had time to read time yeah. it, but uh, he, did he Did he read it? Apparently he did. All Apparently, right, he well, did. fair enough. So, what about
2: behind the scenes, though? So, what we want is the gossip that you don't get just from seeing it. Like, who was there any big parties or, you know, any things that happened that you, know, you can make public? <laughs>
3: uh, I'll tell you one thing that's happened behind the scenes is uh, I got a uh, letter. Oh. From the Attorney General's Department two days ago, uh, asking me to comply with foreign transparency legislation. Well, oh, let's
2: hey, what did I miss. It just come up on your phone then. <laughs> it's, it's great. <laughs> that was your
3: guys, a- yeah. Um, and I'll see if I can just get it up. But basically, this is uh, this is the legislation that pertains to foreign influence of politics yeah. in Australia. Stop Chinese influencing uh, the political process. I've been asked to uh, table uh, every communication that I've had with every speaker. Uh, with every um, uh, with our uh, our guests from America, the American Conservative Union. Yep. Not only have I got to table my communications with our speakers, I've got to table their communications with our speakers. Is that just a if reaction? I do not comply, you have no right of not complying, and if I do not comply truthfully, I'm subject to three years jail. Okay, that is that a is lot. Is, right. yeah. is that this a is new r- legislation came out last last year. Uh, I, I don't think anyone knows about this. So no, this is see
2: like emailing people going, Do you have any dietary requirements? <laughs> yeah, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Does yeah, that yeah. mean like, it's public, like everyone will be able to see it or just the department?
3: Uh, I'm not sure, actually. I literally only got this a couple of days ago. So um, there you go. Now, yeah. is
1: this a move to curtail the insidious influence of foreign politicians in Australia like Nigel Farage? Because, uh, you know, we might have our own version of Brexit too if we're not vigilant. Yeah, well, like, we uh, might withdraw from Eurovision. It's
3: a good thing. Well, they didn't seem to be too concerned about uh, Nigel, they were more concerned about the. Uh, the National Rifle Association members of the American Conservative Union, I guess. Um, look, I, look I've, I've got a lawyer looking at it. Uh, you know, the act is uh, hideous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's no natural justice in it at all. There's no right of not to reply. They've made a judgment call about certain aspects of how the conference is run, which is totally wrong, mm-hmm. like absolutely wrong. The Americans uh, let Liberty Works run this conference as we wished. They are our guests. And uh, anyway, that, that you said, what, what has happened Said yeah, CPAC, yeah. this is probably the most <laughs> amazing thing. Uh, uh, look, what it says to me is that uh, sometimes institutions that are set up, even by conservatives, to do something that they feel is uh, uh, are going to achieve, um, you know, objectives that uh, freedom loving, they can be hijacked by the bureaucrats. And I, I've got no doubt this is a piece of legislation that's hijacked by bureaucrats uh, and attacking us, perhaps because of. Uh, the nature of our, uh, our conference
2: so i might be missing something obviously but what exactly do they think you're up to or they think the americans are up to uh
3: that they're uh th- so the act the act uh protects the australian political process from interference from outsiders from yeah. from foreigners so what they're claiming is that or what they're investigating is that uh what was the nature of the relationship between the americans and ourselves yeah and what were we seeking to achieve in terms of influencing the political political process?
2: But do they mean like is it the NRA that they think? Or no, the it's just
3: it's just a foreign actor, a foreign. Okay. Actor. So there's a definition of a foreign political organisation yep. of which the ACU may in fact fall under. Um, it, that that would be. I mean, the other thing is that the definitions and the terms are so nebulous. I mean, yeah. it's very difficult to work out what these things mean. So, um, as like most legislation, it's complex and you need a. Uh, uh, a law degree to work it out yeah um,
1: so it's a good thing they've pretty much taken away your right to silence on it
3: <laughs> yeah that's right and, and I've got I think I've got 10 more days less to re- left to respond yeah All right, like, right, um, well. we've got to yeah. wrap this interview up then. yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly I've got to to me right because <laughs> <All laughs>
1: right. um, there are a lot of CPACs coming up and uh, there's ones that you're going to be attending in Korea and Japan and the one we want to talk about mm. is Hong Kong uh the upcoming CPAC in Hong Kong. Like this might be one of the last such events to happen in Hong Kong for a very long time if things go the way they look like. Yeah,
3: the the Hong Kong CPAC isn't locked, but I did... I wouldn't think so. I did venture to Hong Kong uh, recently. I I visited, went to CPAC in Japan and uh, we had a speaker that was due to come over from Hong Kong, one of the protest movement leaders, uh, Andy Chan, and uh, Andy was on the plane ready to come and uh, the CCP or the uh, Hong Kong police pulled him off the plane. Wow. Uh, so, myself and uh, Dan Schneider and Matt Schlapp of the American Conservative Union decided, well, if he can't come to us, we'll go to them. So, uh, we jumped on a plane and went to, uh, to Hong Kong, uh, met with Andy, uh, went down into the streets and visited some of the protests that were happening. Uh, saw the intimidation factor of those Hong Kong police, fully armed up. It's uh, it's quite something to see, um, and saw the organic nature of these protests. So how they uh, sort of pop up out of nowhere and how it's coordinated. it's very clever the way they do it. But one of the mo- one of the most interesting things was that my American uh, partners, I had to leave on this particular night, um, but they went to a, I won't mention his name, but a very wealthy Hong Kong businessman. Mm-hmm. And uh, half an hour after he left, Molotov cocktails were thrown over the fence Whoa, of that really? businessman's house as a warning to him to not talk to the Americans. Okay. Uh, there's a lot going on in Hong Kong. There's a lot of um, uh, there's a lot of uh, tracking of, uh, of, of of players, of which the Americans were certainly tracked. I've got no doubt that my name and and face and whatnot is now on a database and. Uh, uh, yeah, who knows where this is going to end up?
1: Yeah, to bring it back to Andy, like uh, the Hong Kong protest organizer, what, what does he make of it? Is he slightly optimistic, or is he just sort of going, "We need to do something because we're not going to have a chance to do it soon"?
3: So it's 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 complex. There's layers of um, there's layers of uh, sort of political action happening in Hong Kong. He's very much of the separatist uh, movement. So he's he he's, he's he uh, he started a political party which is now banned. Uh, that political party advocates for Hong Kong to separate away from uh, from uh, from mainland China. Uh, there are others that want uh, the um, uh, want the original agreement, the uh, at the uh, from 30 years ago, where the uh, the Hong Kong uh, people maintain their uh, their democracy and their way of life until the 50 years is up. But what's happening, of course, is that now that there's a now that the Hong Kong uh, protesters seeing the, uh, the nature of the uh, political force against them, they're moving more and more now, I think, drifting more and more towards that separatist um, uh, uh, position on the basis that, you know, where are they going to be? I mean, these kids are going to be, you know, in 25 years' time, they're going to be, you know, in their, well, they're going to be my age, right? They're going to be 50 or something like that. Uh, they've still got a little bit left in them, and uh, they don't want to be falling under the uh, sort of the, the Chinese rule. All
1: right, cool. Uh, so let's talk about uh, CPAC. It's coming back to Australia next year. Do you want to talk about uh, where people can go for more details?
3: Yeah, yeah. well, uh, cpacaustralia.org. Uh, we're not up and selling tickets yet, but it'll be the first weekend in uh, September in Sydney again. Love to bring it down to Melbourne one day, but uh, next year it will be in uh, in, Sydney, in Sydney, and uh, it's going to be double the size, it's not, if not bigger, than it was uh, was this year.
1: All right, so Christina Keneally is going to have a work cut out for her getting those extra seats filled. <laughs> so
3: the Christina... Tina Keneally, uh, CPAC Freedom Award, was <laughs> was was given to Christina Keneally. Yes. <laughs> and uh, and I know that uh, we'll be looking for uh, the person that most promotes uh, CPAC for next year. And I do hope, I really do hope that Christina is that person, recipient yep. of that awarding once again. Oh, in person
1: would be the best. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the last one we want to talk to you about, Liberty Fest coming up in That's Perth. Right.
3: In Perth. So Liberty Fest is a similar conference, more libertarian conference than CPAC uh, that we hold in Perth and uh, we are actually and I can break this now first time uh, Andy cool. Chan will be coming to Hong Kong protest leader Andy Chan will be appearing at Liberty Fest in Perth which is mid-March
1: alright so can people Scoop. get tickets now or not
3: yet just... uh, two weeks
1: alright two weeks time yep. and where can they go to get those tickets
3: libertyfest.org.au
1: alright if you want to hear from a Hong Kong protest leader as much as I do then get yourself to that event because that sounds absolutely fantastic alright Andrew, thank you so much for coming on the show alright thanks James thanks bye <laughs> Okay, welcome to another round of, hey, I'm going straight into it, enough chat before we start, And another round of, hey, what did we miss? Young IPA quiz. Uh, we have returning champion, Dr. Bella Debrera.
0: Hello. Uh,
1: we have Adam, intern Adam, Good <laughs> Adam Slim, and uh, Peter Gregory, G'day. Uh, the roof seal. Now, Pete, uh, you've brought in a bag with you, I've and I don't know in what's in it.
2: I haven't told you, but you're very smart, and you've picked up on that I've brought in a bag <laughs> with a couple of props. Yeah. Now, first... We've been talking about this for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. I've got a crown with the price tag still on. Yep. Um, so you'll know that it's not a real real gold. But here is a crown for the winner. Oh, yep. gosh. A bit of free wear, advertising for whatever company that is. Which you can wear this week, Bella, because you won last week. And because James stuffed up the scoring again last week, it had no impact yep. on the result. Okay. So I should good. say that. But you did stuff up the scoring I'm again. I'm not very do, good at keeping the score. Which you do stuff up every third week. Mm-hmm. I've got a dunce hat. Yep. <laughs> it was a wizard's hat, but the woman at the shop kindly stapled a D on it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so everyone's getting involved. She's
2: <laughs> and the price tag's already on that So this is a debacle But All right, well, just put that on for now, The problem with done. this
1: is uh, I have the world's largest head yeah. uh, oh, and Both metaphorically and physically I actually didn't ask I her about that I don't know if this is going to fit And it's not going to come close So I'm just
2: going to have to Balance it
1: precariously upon this. That's
2: me. right. If it won't stay on your head Maybe you can put it in front <laughs> yeah. of your mind of down there go. Um all right, well, maybe I didn't this could be a would be too big. Yeah.
1: Always bring this in, like with me, you've known me for a while, you've mm. always got to bring that into calculations. There yeah. are certain bridges I can't go underneath in Melbourne <laughs> just because I, I am going to hit my head. Uh, all right. But there are
0: rides you can't go on at Luna Park as well. Uh,
1: yeah, well, they were like, you are smaller, <laughs> like you're bigger than the face and the face can't get on in yeah. this ride. Uh, all right, so let us go through it. So if it is your first quiz, there are going to be nine questions I'm going to attempt. To keep the score correct, uh, this time nine questions and then a Who Am I? Bellas, <laughs> defending champion, one point on for correct answers, one point off for incorrect answers. All right, sorry, question one. Uh, now, last week the IPA, <laughs> Pete's really admiring sure. no, <laughs> his <laughs> not, not blocking Bellas, <laughs> Um, oh, there we go Alright, you know what? I'm just going to lay that there People can know that I'm the dunce I want people to see the D uh, they've, they've seen it I've shown it to the camera I am the dunce uh, And I do have a big head And uh, so we're two full. <laughs> we're two of my biggest insecurities Very early on the quiz <laughs> Question one, damn it. Okay, let's go <laughs> uh, Last week the IPA released our Race Has No Place video Head to all of our social media networks If you want to see why race has no place In Australia's constitution uh, Name the presenters of it Oh, good question Bella, Bella.
0: Just enterprise. One. Um, Anthony Dillon. Two. Oh. Uh, James McLaughlin. Um, I mean, bum sorry,
2: He's <laughs> so close.
0: Oh, I can't remember his name. Okay. Can
1: you skip to? All right. So, chance to steal. What's Yeah.
2: Yep. Oh no, I don't know what the fourth one is, but I know the correct one for that. <laughs> I've got Adam. I think I'm Adam. Good. It's Senator
1: James mcgraw Yep.
2: Oh. And there's a fourth. Oh don't know.
1: There's James James so it's still a chance. There's still a chance to steal. <laughs> Someone's gotta get this. It's, this it's, was it's, a huge video. It? One it's of our big, biggest
2: ones big, of the year. <laughs> it is a lady. Yeah, it's
1: it is Right Finn Late. There we is. go.
2: Yes. Yes. So I did I did the least there, but I took the chocolates. Yeah. Too. Life uh, can be it's
1: cruel, can't it? Of. <laughs> so yeah. You Peter Gregory method. Let, let all the pawns do the <laughs> hard <them> work, <laughs> and then Pete comes in uh, for the win. All right. Have to be cruel. Now, uh, last week there was a lot of uh, controversy because uh, Trump tweeted out him giving the Medal of Honor to a dog. Mm-hmm. Turns out that was a fake image, oh, really? uh, <laughs> which surprised absolutely no one except the New York Times, who decided to run a few stories on it. Uh, where did that photo originate from?
2: As in what year? Yeah.
1: Oh no, which uh, b- which blog was the first one to tweet out Trump with the uh, awarding the dog the Medal mm. of Bella. Honor? Not sure. Bella.
0: That was his own.
1: It was not his own. He stole it from someone. Well, oh. didn't steal it, but um, you know, retweeted a meme, as the as one might say.
2: Well, I thought it was him as well. All right.
1: Uh, no one gets it. It's from the Daily Wire, Ben Shapiro's blog. Uh, nat- quest- on to question three. Did what taking a point th- off the Bella?
2: <coughs> I did not take a pellet Thanks, Pete. <laughs> yeah, that. So <laughs> is is that again, mate. Thanks, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to, get, you know, I need all the help I can get.
1: Yeah, if you just get some extra scaffolding around the broom, I will wear this. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, question three: What is the name of the new advertising campaign for Australia?
2: Oh, um, what's my thing? Roof, 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 roof. <laughs> Philosophy Yeah, philosophy
1: Is it the stupidest thing you've ever seen? Not an, an additional question There are no incorrect answers Apart well, from
2: yes I just, you know, The obvious answer is Bring back Lara Bingle But you know, <laughs> apart from that It's not too bad Yeah,
1: really like, I genuinely like, I am not the smartest man in the world But it's I genuinely true. thought like, The philosophy referred to someone named Phil For like, the first <laughs> four ads Before I realised yeah, Actually, though, no, actually Phil great. is part of the word philosophy It's not great uh, Alright uh, Question number What are we up to uh, Four Score check uh, Peter's on two Bella negative one Adam on zero Score check uh, uh, Sorry Question four Safe. What did the New South Wales Greens want Scrapped from the upper house Of the New South oh. Wales uh, Parliament Last week Roof 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 The Lord's Prayer Indeed Pete has being across the that. news today <laughs> I to yeah. I knew that Damn it. Just well, yeah. Bella, you're famous for the very early knowing buzzer things. I know <laughs> <laughs> Okay, knowing. also knowing things sorry, the <laughs> Praise <laughs> Bella mid-half-time break oh, for the I'm quiz not, I have got
2: this crown on for <laughs> Heavy lies tonight. the
1: crown, yeah, eh? It's really weighing my head down. Uh Alright, uh, question number five Which social media giant stopped political advertising on their platform Adam. this week? Adam oh. Twitter, oh. Twitter yes. Boom Tough one Like what is political advertising Yeah
2: yeah. That seems like it's making A lot of work for themselves Really Yeah like, do they lose If money there's one that? thing Twitter
1: needed It was more <laughs> Extra uh, it people was <laughs> to look
0: at Whatever is going on yeah. More employees
1: And more distinctions On what can and can't be said On Twitter's yeah. platform Like they just didn't have Enough rules on that one uh, Alright sorry uh, This week Melbourne Cup Big event Who won last year's Melbourne Cup Oh that is Absolutely no, no idea. idea A horse yeah. A horse <laughs> definitely
0: you know I'm We give can all
1: agree your It was a horse For a horse <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All to yes, get a point For a horse I did
2: I said horse. Do so you one. actually know that? We all said no? horse. Okay, yeah, no one knows. And see, like
1: this is the thing: if you go to pub trivia nights, There's always like, "Who won the Melbourne Cup in mm. you know 1978?" And there's always one person that knows. And I need to know what their lives what are. What
0: about if I, if I can tell you who won the first Melbourne Cup? Who won the first Melbourne Archer. Cup?
1: That's the fun fact. But I'm not getting any points for <laughs> no <points>. point. <laughs> that. I should
0: get a point for that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> My <laughs> case,
1: I couldn't make up stuff as well. <laughs> yeah, no one's
2: checking. Bella has gone mad with power. 1861. Fun fun just make up <laughs> No, well, uh, the thing is, it's not a racist obstination. It's a. Oh, according to
1: the Guardian, it's not a racist. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, what? yeah. But also, like, does anyone genuinely care outside of Victoria? I'll, oh, I'll, yes. I'll say it right up. Yeah. I don't plan on watching tomorrow's race. I have. I'll be watching the fourth the race, quarter of, so. yeah,
2: Monday night football. I think people do care outside, but not everyone.
1: Not everyone. Okay, uh, let's get this back on. All right, so today <laughs> uh, the New York Times ran this like uh, special investigation. I think I would say o- onto Trump's presidential Twitter feed. Now, closest to the mark, no points off. How many tweets has Donald Trump sent out as president of the USA? Ooh, very oh, good question. Oh. Yeah.
2: How many years? How are many we tweets? In? Three years in, mm-hmm. a thousand a day. What's that, <laughs> <laughs> Pete's Well, a million. Let me let me let me say twelve hundred. No, 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 no. Let me say two thousand. Two thousand. Yep. I think five. No about. points off.
1: Like just close to two guesses. So Adam's I'm gone five, five thousand. Pete's yeah. gone two thousand. Bella.
2: Um,
0: 2,500
1: It's 11,390 oh, I was nowhere near <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, so that that's a is, lot of tweets That's, that's like 10 or 11 l- a day that's,
0: that, I thought it would be a couple a day
1: Yeah, no, it's 10 or 11 <laughs> And they're good <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, It is his Like There's like 5,000 of them Are attacking someone <laughs> yeah. As well So just You know The man knows What he's doing That's When he's on Twitter uh, So that was Adam with a point Well done Alright so Score Thanks. check Peter is on four Adam is on three Bella on zero The Pat Hannafin method Of just waiting Until the who am Maybe. I? Maybe uh, Is buff, uh, unfolding In front of us Okay uh, This Coming. one Bella I gotta say You're a front runner For this one Who stepped down As the speaker Of the UK House of Commons out of that. Oh Roof Roof Got it John Berkow John I knew
0: that Yeah.
1: I was, like, pretty sure. And then Bella... I knew
0: it. I just <laughs> forgot to say Bella.
1: Well, if you have another fun fact about ancient Melbourne Cubs, yeah. uh, I might I, consider I giving actually, you a point. Actually, he ran in 1962...
0: as I mean, 1862
1: as well. I was going to say, the same horse competed in 1861 <laughs> and 1962... He ran two years running. Like, that's an athletic horse. <laughs> uh, all right, so the UK Parliament... Uh, sorry, the UK election is coming up this... Uh, Next month, we're in November now. Yep. yep. Uh, how many seats do the Conservatives currently have?
2: Oh, absolutely. Mm. Zero Zero Closest to. Closest to. Closest to. No losing points? Bella. No losing points. Okay. Uh, you guys go first. <laughs> 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 no, Someone has set it. the bar. No. Um, but it
1: could l- lull you into a false sense
0: of hun- security like the tra-
1: tweet one. A hundred? A hundred oh. seats?
0: Oh, that's completely a weird guess, but
1: anyway. Just <laughs> I'm going to go... Just 80 <laughs> I 124 It's 298 oh,
0: one. <laughs> <laughs> This is so bad is the <laughs> it? uh, <laughs> It's the
1: worst quiz I've ever done Yeah unfortunately Bella you're now out of the running Because Peter's on 6 Adam, Adam is on 3 Bella is
2: on 0 oh. But she can uh, get 6 points if she guesses it before any clues Okay yes, well yeah, sure. Who is it?
0: <laughs> I'm not playing this game again
1: No just well, It's your only chance If you who can who get it who it is right now Martin Luther It's not Martin Luther
2: not a bad Martin guess, Luther though. was on the
1: shortlist Martin Luther <laughs> was on the <laughs> shortlist oh <laughs> That would have been the greatest
2: increase, crav- Travesty in quiz yeah.
1: history uh, I've already right. ripped off the Paris tag Because I'm a uh, notorious uh, Anyway um, uh, Who am I? I became leader of my country 220 years ago on Saturday
2: Oh, Like oh. this Saturday coming As this if that so was going <laughs> to <laughs> You had, yeah. a, you oh. had like <laughs> three <laughs> answers <laughs> for the one the Last Saturday <laughs> but not this one yeah. Yeah. They're all 200 years ago That's the funny thing about history yeah, yeah. We, let's,
1: let's make <laughs> who it? took seven hundred and four just... <laughs> test wickets?
2: <laughs> Sorry, this cord is just taped to my foot. Um, um, I don't know. All right, so nothing.
1: No. All right, uh, four points. Had I been born one year earlier, I would have been born an Italian. Okay. Bella. No, I don't know. You're out. Right. Oh, oh, well. oh, what?
2: No, I mean, oh, yeah, oh, she can yeah.
1: ice it for Pete. Who is it?
0: Oh no, no, I don't. I don't know. It. <laughs> 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 it's an absolute dawn. <laughs> I, well, I don't know either. All
1: right, no. uh, three points. Know. Adam to tie it. Uh, I became a general at the age of twenty-four and at twenty six led my country's war efforts against the Austrians. I dominated. Roof, Roof. Roof roof. Napoleon. Napoleon, well, it I was is Peter say Great there you go. I was say what did you I have to do? It was the it was very Napoleon say thing.
0: Napoleon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a, a very Napoleon move. Peter has crowned himself in front yeah, of us all.
2: For those listening, I'm never in the crown. Alright, sweet. So uh, that heavy. is it for It is a
1: move. We get a peep. Maybe lots of Third great. time, <laughs> third time in one quiz. Yeah, save these. Uh, that is it for the quiz. We've got more show coming up after this. Say up. Bye. Okay, congratulations, Peter, for another quiz victory. Thank uh, you very much. The dunce hat did not fit for the people. Mm. Like uh, shocking news <laughs> 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 for the people listening. The dunce hat did not fit. We'll keep uh, spitballing ideas and how to do that. We might open and stuff up the score again. That would be that would be hilarious. We we'll wait to
2: proofing, but we might get an engineer in for that dunce hat. <laughs>
1: Get 17. Jay-way. Pretty all right. Uh, let us go to uh, some stories that have made his life this week. Uh, now, uh, is is this me or you doing Trump and the Trump? You're doing no, Trump and no, the Trump. I'm dog. good, good, good. <laughs> all right. This is the stupidest story in the history of the planet. And I know I could say that every week mm-hmm. with stuff and Trump and the media. This one might be it. If this there's a stupider really story than this coming, batting down the hatches, people. It's the end of days. Anyway, so. Uh, Al Baghdadi, the ISIS lady, he gets killed. Uh, a dog chased him through a cave and he hit the, uh, dead end, and he blew himself up. Good dog, best boy. What a brave boy. Pete doesn't. Pete's not a huge fan of dogs. Oh, I no, am. That's not. Fair. Uh, anyway, so Trump uh, found a meme that the Daily Wire made, and sorry, it's him putting on a medal. That's also a paw print, which is going to become relevant. Like the medal is just a paw print uh, to the dog. And people actually bit on this. Like there was actual takes of like, I can't believe Trump would uh, circulate a fake image like that. I can't believe he would doctor an image like that. Are we supposed to believe that Trump had this dog in the white house and awarded him a medal of honor? It is the stupidest thing. And it's exactly what like, I don't even, I think Trump was like, you know, there's a few of them where he's like definitely concocting it in a way to get the media to trip up. This one was just a funny image and then people lost their minds about it. Uh, the Washington Post got in touch with Daily Wire, who originally made it, saying, Hello, I'm with the Washington Post. I just want to get confirmation that this photo originated with you, and if it did, that you digitally removed the Medal of Honor recipient, James McLaughlin, and replaced him with a dog. Yeah. Uh, to which there was a not safe for work response uh, of him just saying, You've got to be uh, effing joking. Uh, anyway, um, my take is, and like, from the line of everyone who bit on this story and got offended oh, on pun. it is an absolute idiot. Uh, we need to build an autocorrect into the phone now like autocorrects you know they basically just fix your spelling and stuff like that uh we need to autocorrect the sentence that if your email reads you saying uh confirmation and replace them with a dog in the same email Mm. uh, it autocorrects to add the sentence i'm a big big stupid head and i don't deserve to be a journalist and you can't delete that unless you delete the rest of the words in that email
2: well look ai is advancing all the time james and maybe that's something that we can work into it yeah
1: i wear it yeah i wear my underpants on my head which is just need that to be the part that, that we can actually – like people might go, oh, hang on. Maybe I am a big, big dumbhead." Uh All right. Uh, so, Pete, let's talk about philosophy.
2: I didn't realise that Australia, with its beaches and natural resources and beautiful cities, required tourism advertising. Yeah, I thought that's not just popular. taking
1: photos and then just putting them on the internet.
2: Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. Uh, but – we do, and we've got a new tur- uh, tourism campaign. Do we out. or
1: do tourism ex- as exec- marketing executives and advertising executives say we do? Well,
2: we've got one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't think we need one, but we've got one. It costs $38 million, this new campaign, and what it is is it's got all this stuff in it, like beaches and kangaroos and all the normal stuff you'd put in it, which is fair, fair enough. Yeah. you know, If you're mm, selling Australia, yeah,
1: there's
3: two things you're including.
2: Stuff about being friendly and like we used to be friendly. We're not anymore. But anyway, <laughs> stuff like that. Anyway, they called it philosophy, phil oz yep. Yes. So, like with the O in philosophy replaced with A-U-S. You know what I yep. mean? Anyway. Uh, as
1: I said on the quiz, I genuinely thought like it was following someone named Phil for a while there. <laughs> I thought it was like Phil's Australian <laughs> philosophy. Yeah, I
2: mean, well, there are Phil's in Australia, but anyway, look, $38 million. Yep. Do we need this? Well, especially in an ad that's just sort of like
1: the same as everything else. And it's what what was the one? A stranger is a mate you haven't met yet. Um, you know, it, it, if Maybe. you've seen Wolf Creek, uh, I don't know if that's one's uh, going to really hit you. Yeah. Uh, as much as you know, Lara Bingle or some of the other ads out there. Well, Yeah. So uh, you know, it's a bit of a camp. It's a bit of a campaign disaster. Well, I mean, we'll wait a few years to see if it actually works. But mm. it certainly is getting you know, uh, people are having a go at it in Australian media, talking about
2: how stupid it is.
1: And I thought it'd be fun if Pete and I sort of designed our own uh, tourism campaigns.
2: That is fun. Yeah, I did. I had forgotten we were going to do that until <laughs> just then, but that's all right. All right I've fair enough. Up. Well, I, uh,
1: I'll just tell you my one. So we tried philosophy and yeah. people didn't like it. I thought uh, our next campaign could be Boltosophy, which oh, is no. just uh, highlighting things in Australia that are good, but pointing out that they could always just be a little bit better. <laughs> no matter what they are, they could just be like, ah, it's just something a little bit better. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, is, this is Baltic. And it just sort of bums everyone out a little. Yeah. They're like, oh,
2: I thought I did enjoy that, but maybe I shouldn't have. That was a real peek behind the curtain of Bolt's <laughs> personality. Anyway, I would point out that our Prime Minister used to be in charge of Tourism Australia. Yeah. And was actually responsible for the Lara Bingle, the famous Lara Bingle. Where the bloody hell are you Mm -hmm. People forget that Mm, I didn't know though that Not only did I forget it I never even knew it In the first place Well I'm always teaching Aren't I James Anyway It's rubbish People in Uzbekistan Aren't going to get the AUS bit Like it's really weird For Australians to get Yeah if you didn't Already speak English
1: And able to decipher puns You're going to battle Yeah You're going to think There's a Phil involved Yeah I'm not the only person That thought there was a Phil involved Where's Phil? I'm probably the only person Who thought there was a Phil involved
2: Rock up at Sydney uh,
1: Last story This one came through uh, Our news desk Uh Earlier this morning uh, and we did want to talk about it um project veritas this is the website that uh, play basically just i I think they all they do is just release people being caught on hot mics yeah that, that just seems to be everything i've seen they have whistleblowers as well yeah whistleblowers but like it's like oh hey i've got this person admitting to this and like there was like a planned parenthood one anyway the latest one is abc news presenter amy roback who says that uh well we'll just play the clip
0: I've had the story for three years. I've had this interview with Virginia Roberts. We would not put it on the air. Um, first of all, I was told, who's Jeffrey Epstein? No one knows who that is. This is a stupid story. Um, then the palace found out that we had her whole allegations about Prince Andrew and threatened us a million different ways. Um, we were so afraid we wouldn't be able to interview Kate and Will say, oh, that we, that I also quashed the story.
2: Kate, your thoughts. She is one angry journo. Like yes. she had this massive story. Yep. And you can tell she's just been, she's made that spiel before.
1: Yes. Uh, and that, well, she's already backtracked from it a bit. And, and it, ABC have definitely come out and said, because like, you know, you watch this and you just go, like, how much is true? Did she have it? Is she just saying it? Yeah. ABC's already come out and said, like, that's not why we buried the story in the first place. And she said, oh, that was a private moment of frustration. Just happened to be next to a camera with
2: a red dot on it. <laughs> but, so the ABC is saying, no, we didn't have the story.
1: The uh, Yeah. ABC uh, news executive said there was a zero truth to the assertion. Oh, okay. Uh, so. Uh, sure there was. It's uh, Yeah. There's a lot of people pointing out and, you know, with the reemergence of Epstein memes as well, like yeah. this is becoming quite the thing. And. I it's you know it's always going to fuel the thing of like was Epstein killed or not?
2: <laughs> it's just where we're at. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd say I understand what you mean. In fact, James, I haven't told you I was going to show you this, but I want to show you this piece of footage. A guy called Mike Ritland was on Fox News talking about his charity, which is a charity that looks after. <laughs> dogs that used to be in the military and now they're out of the military and he looks after them and then you'd think that was one you know particular discrete area of expertise he also had a view on the Epstein issue
1: if uh, if you see the
3: the coverage and you decide I want one of these dogs either buy a finished trained uh you know fully trained and and finished dog from a professional uh, or just just don't get one at all um that and Epstein didn't kill himself
1: all right (laughs) <laughs> okay Thank you for that commentary Love that clip Good, good yeah. call Good call
2: <laughs> So um, there you go Mike's
1: pretty certain Sorry uh, I think there's only one way We can get to the bottom of this, Pete. <laughs> oh, this and, and Do we have to get to the bottom of this? We have to get to the bottom of this Because we're the hounds, Pete People look to us for the breaking news What do we say at the start <laughs> yeah, of the but show? Yeah, I like my life Alright <laughs> So What I'm going to do is I'm going to end the show With something It's going to be a live test case okay. if, And if You know If we come back next week And there's still a show We'll know for certain what happened Yep So anyway Thanks for tuning into the show. Make sure you're downloading on any podcast app or tell your friends and family about the show. They can download on any podcast app. We've also got our IPA new YouTube channel, IPA Young IPA Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to that if you'd rather watch the show. You can also start watching us through Facebook Live. Okay, here comes our experiment. Pete and I have information leading to the arrest of Hillary Clinton. And if we're back next week, <laughs>
4: we'll know something. <laughs>